Welcome to Book Delight with Chrissy Wright, the podcast where readers can be all kinds of ways and books really are magic. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm an elementary teacher librarian in the Pacific Northwest. On this show, I aim to connect you and the kids in your life to more books you love. If the idea of blowing up your kidlet TBR appeals to you, you're in the right place. This week, I'm sharing a deep dive episode where I'm going to tell you my summer reading manifesto. These are the five things I want every kid influencer to know about summer reading. Number one, all reading is good reading. Picture books, perfect. Short chapter books, sure. Middle grade, marvelous. Nothing but nonfiction no worries. Graphic novels only. Great. Easy books. Excellent. Rereads. Rad. Summer should be a season of affirmation for your reader. I'll get deeper into the why in a minute. It's really centered on building positive reading experiences and going for volume. But the key point I want you to remember, you could really just stop this episode right now and take just this with you. This summer, all reading is good reading. Number two, say yes to graphics. The kids' graphic novel publishing industry has exploded in the last five years. It's not something a lot of us as grownups had access to as kids. Our schema around graphics from when we were growing up is really rooted in comics, like comic strips you'd see in the newspaper or serial comic books that are released like one slim adventure a week at a time that you'd buy like at a comic book store. For me, it was also Archie comics that I convinced my mom to buy me at the grocery store. But we really didn't have this booming industry of amazing novel-length comics created specifically for kids. Graphics are also a really strong preference of kid readers that gives a lot of grown-ups a sense of unease. Um, grown-ups have questions like, are graphics somehow less than? Is my kid going to miss out on some deeper, somehow better, more important reading if they're reading just graphics? And to these doubts, fears, and questions, I want to give you an abiding no. An Oregon Center on Teaching and Learning study found that comics actually contain more complex words per thousand than other children's books and also more complex words per thousand than the average adult literature. They are jam-packed with rich vocabulary. They are elevating your child's reading life, not diminishing it. Graphics also provide really powerful visual support for building plot and social-emotional comprehension. They have great appeal and vocabulary support for students who may be multi-language learners. One resource that I love to point folks to is a poster from author extraordinaire, Jarrett Lerner. On his website, he has this fun poster graphic with that study that I just cited from the Oregon Center on Teaching and Learning. Um, So that could be a fun thing to print out and keep around your house to remind yourself to really have asset-based 
party philosophy when it comes to graphics. If you're an educator, it's also a great resource to keep in your space, both for the kids and for the grownups who might come into your classroom or your library. Number three, audiobooks are awesome. How lucky are we that kind of like the explosion in the graphic novel industry, we are living in a moment when more and more kids' books are getting audiobook productions. And not just getting them, but getting incredibly high quality with professional narration, full audio productions with music, sound effects, etc. Kids' audiobooks these days are impeccably awesome. Now, recent findings affirm that reading an audiobook is cognitively equivalent to your brain to reading a book on the page. In the show notes, I'll put a link to a New York Times article with some specific research around this, but rest assured, reading on audio is equally awesome for your brain to reading on the page. Now, when you're reading on audio, know you're not practicing the skill of using your eyes to visually decode text, but you're doing so many other things. You're gaining all the other thought work that happens while reading on the page, and for some readers, doing even more of this type of thought work than you might have access to if struggling to decode. When listening to audiobooks, you're building vocabulary, you're building an understanding of how story arcs work, you're making predictions, making connections, you're building schema, that juicy background knowledge that's addressed in the story. You're getting fluency, you're learning how expressive dialogue sounds, you're learning how sentences flow when spoken aloud. Reading audiobooks is giving joy and a rich set of skills. Sometimes for readers, it can take away barriers too. It can take away the barrier of slowdowns for decoding, slowdowns for fluency difficulties, and it can elevate many other things while eliminating those barriers. Also, sometimes audiobooks are just Fun. And they're so, sometimes the, the production is just so stinking great that it's even better than the story would be if you experienced it on the page. Now, obviously, that's a subjective opinion, but let's invite our readers to the opportunity to develop it for themselves and discover those audio productions that make them think, wow, that was a great book. Let's let them have that experience that will boost the joy and fun factor of their summer reading lives. A couple of great resources for you to explore if you're newer to the space of kids' audiobooks include um, the Odyssey Awards. This is an award given by the American Library Association every year for kids' books specifically in the audio format. I'll put a link to recent prize winners in the show notes, but Putting a hold on some of those winners on your uh, library hold list could help you to just get a taste of the level of quality and delight we're talking about in the kids' audiobook space these days. Another great resource is Libby or Sora. These are both apps that give access to audiobooks from libraries. Sora would be the school-facing app, and Libby would be the one that might be integrated with your local public library. 
I know where I am in the Seattle area as part of the King County Library System. We use Libby to access audiobooks, and it's great because it gives you instant access to thousands of fabulous books. The third thing I'll point you to is Libro.fm. Libro.fm is similar to Audible, but it supports independent bookstores. Libro also often has really fantastic sales on their kids' audiobooks, so it's great to sign up for their email address, their email list, excuse me, or to follow them on social media to get a peek at when they're doing those sales where you can snag like full novel-length books for just 99 cents. The last one is Audible. You've probably heard of this. I know many families, including my own kids, really like Audible because it can integrate um, with the the lady in the box, as we call it at our house, um, so they can listen to audiobooks independently in their room, whether it's at bedtime or while working on independent activities, cleaning, coloring, building, you name it. Um, Audible also often has great sales where you can snag um, a bunch of great books for a low price to build your family audiobook library. Number four, positive reading experiences are king. Cognitive scientist Daniel Willingham finds that the number one contributor to kids choosing reading as a recreational choice as teens is the number of positive reading experiences they had earlier in childhood. This comes from Daniel Willingham's book, Raising Readers. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. If you like the really nerdy brain science of reading as a parent or as an educator, that book is one of my favorite resources. So what does this mean? The goal is to stack up as many positive reading experiences as possible while we can. This really brings to the surface the importance of honoring that graphics are great and audiobooks are awesome. We need to affirm and build positivity for whatever our kids like the most. The implication here is choice, choice, choice. This finding affirms the importance of celebrating and saying yes to graphics, audiobooks, whatever kind of reading your kid loves the most. Easy books are great. They build positive reading experiences while also contributing to other ambient reading skills like fluency and expression. This summer, let's take away the judgment. Let's take away the agenda. Let's take away the feeling of having to get our kids to comply with something and instead let them have joy. Now, related to this, I want to just touch on something that can be a little tricky, and that's reading logs and prizes, which are really common with a lot of what we might call summer reading programs. Now, findings shared by Daniel Willingham in that same book I just referred to, Raising Readers, indicate that extrinsic rewards can actually have a long-term negative effect on turning kids into joyful, independent readers in the long term. This can feel kind of confusing, right? In front of us, when we offer prizes to kids, we often see kids get excited and we watch changes in their behavior happen in real time. It's working. How great. I love prizes. But What the research shows is that later, 
When we take the prize away, which usually happens around middle school, and expect kids to just read, they don't. Building positive reading experiences, making the reading itself joyful, making the reading itself the prize should be central to our work. Now, here's how I implement this in my own family. You can take this or leave this. I hope it's helpful. Um, I have my kids participate in our local library summer reading program because they like it. But their participation in that reading program is really in the background, right? Reading is something that's happening anyway. It's the feast. It's the party. It's the delight. If they find it satisfying and enjoyable to mark down the breadcrumbs of that feast on a log, you know, in my in my local program, they have to color in boxes each day they read, and then they get a small prize like a sticker or a notebook for completing the path. That's okay with me, right? Reading is something we're doing anyway. If you if it feels good to keep track of your minutes, do it. If it doesn't, don't. It's all good. I would say avoid setting kind of a tracking your reading is bad vibe because for some readers, that tracking is actually really satisfying and it's a joyful part of their reading life. So let's not make the prize or compliance the goal. Let's make reading joy the goal. And if we have a young reader in our life who likes the tracking and it's like a nice sprinkle or a record, that's fine. No big deal. Readers can be all kinds of ways. Number five, go for volume. Findings from another reading researcher, Richard Allington, show that the top contributor to accelerated reading growth for readers regardless of their level is the number of minutes they spend reading. So what what does this mean for us? Get them reading. Keep them reading. More is more. I'm echoing myself now, but let's let summer reading be a season of yes, where we chase choice and let our kids do as much of whatever is the good stuff for them as possible. We can acknowledge that readers can be all kinds of ways and spend our time getting to know and celebrating our specific readers in this joyful season of summer reading. So to recap, number one, all reading is good reading. Number two, say yes to graphics. Number three, audiobooks are awesome. Number four, positive reading experiences are king. And five, go for volume. That concludes my deep dive into my summer reading manifesto. Come back and join me next week for a My Kid Needs a Book episode where I'll give reading recommendations in response to listener requests with a focus on stocking your kids' reading shelves. Until then, happy reading. If you want more book delight in your life from me, Chrissy, Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Library Chrissy, follow the show at Book Delight Pod, and subscribe to my Kidlit newsletter by visiting librarychrissy.substack.com. 
Also be sure to share the show with friends who you think might enjoy it too and subscribe on your podcast player of choice.